We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for March 29th, 2009. And today we're going to kind of be continuing from last week regarding the declining morality uh, expose that we started, but it's going to be a different title for today uh, and possibly going into next week. And what we're going to be talking about is really the the child uh, pornography pandemic and uh, pedophilia uh, problems that we have basically on a global scale. And uh, this is basically we're exposing and reproving the unfruitful works of darkness and having no fellowship with them regarding what the Bible talks about um, with these things. We're, we're being salt and light. We're, we're actually showing light on this incredibly, unbelievably wicked grievous subject. And I don't think there's a subject that would probably anger God more than this. I mean, it's one thing if you... I understand usually the, the sins that you typically see in the Bible which bring about the Lord's greatest judgment are child sacrifice, which we have in the vein of abortion, which really ties in with what we're talking about today, and then also sodomy. And actually that ties in a lot today, or, or, or um, homosexuality. Because a lot of the, um, regarding child pornography and pedophilia, a lot of that's tied in with this. In fact, people will say, well, okay, they're, you know, the gay people, it's, it's fine because, you know, they're just, it's men with men and women with women. And what they do behind the privacy of their own doors is their business. Well, the problem is, is that defiles the land. And, um, the Bible's very clear that homosexuality and sodomy defiles the land, just like the, the sacrifice of innocent blood uh, defiles the land. And even when Abel was um, was killed by Cain, you know, God questioned Cain, you know, your, the blood of your innocent brother cries out from the land. Well, <clears throat> that does relate to this subject today as well, because uh, a lot of times this child pornography and the pedophilia thing ends up in the death of these children. And it ends up in the death of these children in an incredibly horrific way. And we're going to be, we're going to be talking about that and looking at these subjects pretty much in depth. Um, I've had, I, you know, several people I've asked to do a teaching on this. I've been planning on doing a teaching on this for a long time, but just pulling all the information together was really the biggest thing. And I don't think, again, there's, there's a bigger subject that would grieve God more than what we're going to be talking about today, and regarding that as well, if you're not aware it exists, then how do you know to even pray about it? So that's why a lot of times we bring up these subjects, because you're not going to get this in your typical, uh, you're not going to really get it in, in the secular media. You're going to see a little bit here and a little bit there, but you're also going to see a massive media blackout regarding a lot of what we're going to be talking about today, and most likely next week. There's a huge media blackout. And we're going to be explaining why that is. And um, <clears throat> anyway, without further ado, let's get into the first article here. And this one is out of Toronto, Ontario from LifeSiteNews.com. It's entitled Child Porn Pandemic as Police Estimate 600,000 Americans and 65,000 Canadians Trading Child Pornography Online. This is just from February 6th of this year. And it starts out by saying Ontario 
police yesterday celebrated the results of a province-wide child pornography bust, the largest in Ontario's history. Yet officers acknowledge they have only scratched the surface of the massive underworld of child sex abuse in North America. Now, that's a common theme that we're going to see with these stories that we're going to be talking about, is that they're just scratching the surface. With, with, when they do have a bust, it's just scratching the surface. Police officers said <clears throat> at a press conference Thursday that the sweep led to the arrest of 31 child sex offenders between the ages of 14 and 60, as well as the rescue of two young victims, a 4-year-old boy and a 12-year-old girl. The maximum jail time for creating and dis- distributing child pornography is 10 years. That's maximum jail time. With 5 years for possessing images. And you're going to see, that's another common theme, unbelievably light sentences for this stuff. Unbelievably light sentences. Uh, you would get fa- a far greater sentence if you uh, robbed a convenience store at, drug, at gunpoint or something like that than you would ever get for <clears throat> defiling these children. Now, Jesus said, it were better if a millstone were hung about their neck and you'd be cast in the midst of the sea than you offend one of these little ones that believe in me. And you talk about people that have no fear of God whatsoever. I can't think of a better example than somebody that's a pedophile or into child pornography. That you're, you're talking no fear of God whatsoever. They'll have fear, though. As soon as they plunge into hell and they're burning for eternity, they'll have a lot of fear of God. Um, but it'll, it'll be too late. Going further, it says this huge bust has hardly put a dent in the actual child pornographer population, which officials estimate at a staggering 600,000 in the U.S. and 65,000 in Canada. I would say those are extremely conservative estimates, particularly regarding what we're going to be getting into. The profits for creating and trading images of often violent sexual abuse of children, toddlers, and infants amount to an estimated 2 to $3 billion each year. Again, very conservative estimates. The Child Pornography Unit um, on Ontario Provincial Police believes 65,000 figures very low. As 40,000 computers in Ontario alone are known to access child pornography. Uh, going further, there's not enough manpower to go and identify the arrest of these 65,000 individuals, said Paul Gillespie, former head of Toronto Police's child. <laughs> there's not enough manpower. So that's an excuse? Well, we're going to see there's a massive cover-up here, I mean, that goes to the highest levels of government. And that's why they're going to use every excuse in the book to essentially say, oh, we just can't arrest them all. Oh, okay, that's that's fine. I mean, you know, you could have, what if there was, you know, 65,000 people that had committed first-degree murder? I'm sure they'd find the manpower. You know, they're going to have no problem having manpower to round up people in the coming days when martial law is imposed, most likely with the implementation of the red and blue lists. They're not going to have any problems rounding up millions of people then. But they can't round up a mere 65,000 who are committing, really, in God's eyes, the most heinous um, acts, despicable acts that that you could commit. It's a lie. Um, Going further... It says that's where it gets scary and people sort of change the channel because they don't want to hear that the police know that there's 65,000 suspects they're never going to get. 
they're never going to get to. Now, it is pretty sobering if you go, in America they have this, uh, you can go up, there's uh, more than one internet site where you can actually go and see all the child predators. There's two classifications. There's child predators and there's sex offenders and uh, there's, there's another classification. And it'll show you in your hometown where they live because they have to supposedly report and uh, they're monitored. Now, that's only showing you the ones that they know about or the ones that, you know, they're not going to show you all the ones that are in high-level government or <clears throat> the ones that haven't been caught yet. Pretty sobering when you go and you look at those charts and you can just see there's literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of these sex offenders um, and again, what we're talking about today is more pedophilia. Um, but typically, in the average town, it, it would boggle your mind if you went and looked. I've went up on my hometown, and, and I mean, it's it's pretty sobering to look at this. So it goes on to say the number is even more alarming when considering how many children, toddlers, and infants are put in danger by the spread of child pornography addiction. According to information released at the press conference, studies indicate that those who engage in actual child abuse Somewhere between 30 and 80% of those possessing abusive images have anywhere from 13 to 30 child victims each. So they have access to these children. They have access to these children because they operate in networks. These disgusting, demon-possessed devils have networks of, of people that they operate in, and many of them are posing as school teachers, police officers, judges, you name it, all kind of things having to do with children, too. <clears throat> so they have their own built-in network, and we're going to be looking at that today in depth. Going further, uh, it says, Inspector David Ross, Deputy Director of Corporate Communications Bureau, told uh, LifeSite News, while the public is alerted when a child abuser has been arrested, there is no such alert after they've been released from jail. Thorough investigation of the sex offenders proves difficult not only for lack of manpower, but due to the sheer perversion of the images officers must shift through to track down offenders and identify enslaved children. The evidence trail is so revolting that investigators go into yearly counseling. Um... I can't even imagine. There's no way. I'm, I'm sorry. There's no way I could look, do that. As, a, as there's, I couldn't do it. I would. I would be. It would destroy me. I know that. If I had to look at those images. Now the Bible says to set no wicked thing before your eyes. Uh, and that would be impossible to do. And God bless. Uh, truly, God bless the 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 um, policemen, the honest policemen that are out there that are truly going after this. But you're going to see they're up against a huge wall here because there's a lot of cover-up at very, very high levels and that's a big reason why we have such light prison sentences. There's a lot of different reasons for it. This is one of Satan's greatest things that he can do to defile innocence. And if you look at high-level occultists, which I know much of this is motivated and tied into witchcraft and tied into Satanism, we're going to look a little bit at that today. Um, one of the greatest things that you can do as a high-level occultist is, is abuse a small child, or, or in particular, they view the highest sacrifice, if you get into high enough levels in the occult world, the highest sacrifices are um, infant 
you know, infants, boys and girls, where they'll actually sacrifice these victims to Satan, Lucifer, whatever God they're doing, and they'll, they'll drink their blood. And sexually abusing these children at the earliest possible age to defile them, and they believe that this is how they gain greater powers. Just look at Aleister Crowley. He admitted this. He was called, you know, the most wicked man of the, of the, uh, you know, 1900s is what he reputed to be. He called himself the Beast. He bragged about how he would, you know, sodomize young boys in, th in these things and then, you know, kill them. It's incomprehensible. This subject is truly, really, truly the depths of Satan what we're talking about here. Uh, this isn't a teaching that I'm, I'm happy about or looking forward to doing. Or It's, it's gut-wrenching, this information. It's absolutely incomprehensible. I mean, most even unsaved people, this would be absolutely incomprehensible. The depravity that it actually exists. Uh, but it's, it's unfortunately, it's true, and, it's, and it is something that... Um, that we should be in prayer about. Because this is going on 24-7 all over the world. You know, seven days a week. All the time. And it's only getting worse because evil men and seducers are waxing worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived, according to 2 Timothy 3.13. So they're growing worse and worse. And as wickedness abounds, and as we move further into the end times, unfortunately this is only going to get worse as well. So, going further, Dr. Judith Reisman, an internationally recognized author, scientist, and educator specializing in sexual perversion, says the growing appetite for child pornography corresponds to the pornographic erototoxic epidemic, is what she refers to it as. It, it's called in science social contagion, or an emotional contagion, Reisman told LifeSiteNews.com. Historically, it is known as monkey see, monkey do. Pornography wires viewers' brains to lust after rape of women and children. Globally, breeding nations of child rapists, serial rapist murderers, and like among men, women, and even children. And the like among men, women, and children. So in other words, the pornography, and particularly now because of the internet, the access is so much easier. Um to find this stuff. And it wires their brains. It, it, I mean, we're talking... What it's not getting into here is the demon possession that's occurring. Uh, Reisman said pornography... And this is coming from an unsaved person. She's saying pornography mutilates the human brain and creates offenders rather than simply pandering to the existing pathology. She goes on to say... Erototoxins, which is what I think she's referring to here with the pornography, child pornography in particular, erototoxins turn what could have been a normal, decent human into vile, deformed molesters. She said, our brains and our behavior are shaped by our, our environment. Some people will withstand pornographic conditioning due to their genetic inheritance, but most likely due to a strong moral absolutes. However, even those moral absolutes can be exploited and violated by the exposure to these erototoxins we call pornography. And again, what she's not addressing is the demonic component that's happening um, when you view this. Reisman said that someone who sees no connection between legal porn and child porn pandemic is in denial. 
Literature, music, art, cross-cultural history, and current brain science all coalesce to con- confirm the addictive, destructive process of all sexually productive, provocative visual stimuli. All porn are erototoxic because the brain converts sexual images into an, er- an endogenous drug, which is like a high via the reward system. It's like pouring a supra-normal drug cocktail similar to cocaine throughout the brain and body. That's what the pornography actually does. And the problem you run into is that um, the more you view it, many times the more depraved images you will end up craving. So somebody that might have been viewing adult pornography, they stay in that long enough, it's not enough to satisfy them anymore. Because see... It's a demonic thing, so the devil's never satisfied. He's, one of, he's going to always want to bring you to a more depraved level. They stay in it, and they, they get into this other stuff. And it's a well-known fact this is the case. This is how Satan operates. If you go into the occult, let's say, let's leave child pornography aside. If you go into the occult, and you stay in it, in order to get to the higher levels, and regarding, regardless of what branch of the occult you're in, Satan will always require more and more and more depraved acts of you in order to advance in whatever field of the occult you're trying to gain greater power in. So, well, in fact, that's why Aleister Crowley got into that stuff. He said that because it was required of him, essentially, in order to advance to the higher levels homosexuality and the defilement of children through sexual acts and then even child sacrifice are required at the highest levels in order to advance in the in the occultic ranks. It's well known. Now, obviously, this is an entry-level Wicca we're talking about, where you're talking about white witchcraft, which is a fallacy. We're talking about the higher levels here. Um... So it's like a uh, it's like a drug cocktail similar to cocaine throughout the brain and body. That's what this is acting as. But the problem is it's just like cocaine. To use that as an example, if you start out with cocaine, you're not instantly an addict the first time you you um, snort it. Of course, I, I imagine that can happen. I know that can happen with meth, crystal meth. You can do it literally one time and be an absolute total addict. I've seen people get on oxycontin, the, the drug commonly sold in um, America that was originally developed as a cancer drug for terminal cancer patients and now they, they prescribe it like candy and there's people running around that are all addicted to Oxycontin and um, I've dealt with a ton of those as uh, patients, practices I was at, car accident cases and I've never seen a drug ruin somebody like that, that does I have never seen pe- I, I mean consistently over and over again, people that get on that drug Instantly, it seems as though they turn into liars. The one big thing I see about that drug is it turns you into a liar, which is true with a lot of drugs. We're dealing with pharmacia here and sorcery. I've done a whole series of teachings on pharmacia you can access on the uh, my sermon audio website page. Uh, you can access that and just key in pharmacia, or just part of the word, pharmacy or drugs, and you'll find it. And you're dealing with sorcery here, which is a big part of uh, witchcraft. It opens the mind to demonic infestation. And really, viewing pornography is much like that same drug. It's much like pharmacia. Different way of, of, of explaining it, but it's similar. 
going back to the article, it says the withdrawal state following the use of this pornography will be the same withdrawal as from a street drug, calling the user back to the source of the image arousal. So again, very similar to, to uh, drug addiction here. Like alcoholics, any cue that is associated with their lust will drive the addict and user back to his or her source. That was the end of that article. This next one is called The Road to Perversion is Paved with Porn. Uh, millions of men and boys are falling for the destructive myth that looking at adult porn is normal, healthy, and harmless for regular guys. Way too many are finding themselves handcuffed between two cops under the arrest for sexual conduct with a kid. The, quote, hookups with kids are occurring on the main streets of the U.S. cities and the dark alleys of the virtual world. Now, what happens is, is they go up there, let's say, they, let's say they start out with the regular adult pornography, they go into the child pornography, and then at some point it's not enough anymore. It's not enough to fantasize about it. They want to act it out. So then it becomes actually where they're putting, you know, action and they're actually seeking children at that point. That's how it works. It's it's a trap of Satan. Experts estimate that 50,000 sexual predators prowl the internet for children every day. Well, that's probably very conservative. Uh, now they prowl on the internet. As long as myth trumps truth, the next estimate could be ten times what it is today. Stopping predators before they ravage our kids and grandkids will be insurmountable. The easy access to millions of pages of online porn is speeding up the dependence and the escalation to the harder core material and more. The centerfolds no longer gratify. There is an unending supply of harder core images instantly available within a few mouse clips, clicks and free for the taking. <clears throat> Do you want deviant uh, sex? There's deviant beyond anything uncorrupted minds can fathom. You want some younger... Uh, images, there's pseudo-child porn, where young-looking adults dress and act like teens and even toddlers sucking a pacifier and hugging stuffed animals. Ugh. That's so sickening. Ugh. Th this, this teaching is just really grievous to even go over. You want real child pornography where the pretend doesn't do it anymore? See, again, you're seeing the progression here. It's traded for free by perverts in internet chat rooms and encrypted websites and for sale and raking in billions. See, unfortunately, a lot of the people that get into this are extremely rich as well. Now you'd say, why is that? Well, the Bible talks about the wicked prospering. And if we're living in a world where Satan is the prince and the power of the air, and you have, let's say, the 13 family, Illuminati families of the world running the show, and they are the most depraved of the lot... You think every one of those families are extremely, extremely rich. They're probably all into the trillions. Why, why would it be that way? Because this, the satanic system that, that, that governs the world, that where we're going to be moving into a new world order and a government, and one world political system, one world religious system, Satan can choose whom he gives, you know, the monetary resources of the world too. And unfortunately, like the Bible says, the whole world lieth in wickedness. And Satan will tend to give material possessions to those who are the most debased and the most wicked. And that's what people don't quite understand. I'm not saying God couldn't bless somebody 
But if you look at like the 13 families of the Illuminati and, and, and these types of things, these families are, are, are wicked. And yet they control more money than anyone else. And it tends to hold true with a lot of the stuff. These people don't seem to have a problem with monetary issues most of the time. There's a, there's a ton of people out there, particularly rich people in high places, that can pay tons of money for uh, particularly the harder core. We're even going to be talking about child snuff films and things of this nature. And uh, they can pay a lot of money for that, and they do. So there's billions to be made in this sick, depraved, disgusting abomination um, so anyway, uh, going further, it says, then, you, do you want kids? It says, there's a virtual playground full of kids ready to chat, instant message, and eager to send digital photos and videos to other, quote, kids. You want a pimp for a hookup with a kid? No need to risk being seen picking up the kid in a red light district. Their pimps and slave masters are online. This is true, okay? We're going to be going... If, if you have any doubt now, just stick with this teaching. There won't be any doubt at the end. Because I'm not making this stuff up. They're not making it up. Uh, it, it's going on. And it's only increasing. <clears throat> this goes on to say, Men fly in, are met by these child pimps. A pimp is essentially, if you don't know what that means, that, that's somebody that, that basically is in control of, let's say, in this case we're talking about children, that he actually rents out uh, to a client in order for them to have their way sexually. And obviously you think of pimps a lot of times with uh, females, prostitutes and things like this, but, but this is actually, the kids have their own as well. Um, Men fly in, are met by pimps, have sex with the 14-year-old for lunch, and then get home in time for dinner with the family, said Sanford Jones, the chief juvenile judge of Fulton County, Georgia. And then it goes on to say, stop and read it again until you get it. Men are flying home to dinner with their wife and kids after they're having sex with a child. Who does that? Unfortunately, there's a ton of people that do. And they go a lot littler than... A lot younger than 14 as well, unfortunately. There is a difference between pedophiles who prefer to have sex with children and a child molester who prefer to have sex with adults but will have sex with a child if the situation does present itself. And it presents itself big time on the Internet. For the kids' sake, educate yourself by reading Child Molesters of Behavioral Analysis. That's a book they're recommending here by Ken Lanning for the National Center of Missing and Exploded Children. Lanning spent 27 years investigating and apprehending child molesters of all types and training thousands of law enforcement officers the skills to do the same. America's parents and children are forever in his debt. For the child, it couldn't matter less what the clinical definition of his or her molester may be. What should matter to the rest of us is stopping regular guys from becoming child molesters. According to Gates and Goodman, half of the street-level prostitutes in Atlanta are believed to be under 18. Now, one of the reasons for that is because by 18, they're, 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 they're used up. Um, 
a lot of times. Maybe they're so maybe they're dead. Maybe they're so strung out on drugs at that point. They're they're they may be in prison at that point. See, this is defiling them. Their innocence is being sucked out of them, and they're being used up. <clears throat> Others are, are booked through internet sex sites, like from, and from social sites like they call it's called Black Planet. I never heard of that. Black Planet, evidently, it's some internet thing where girls innocently post profiles. In March, police arrested a Canadian man meeting a 14-year-old girl he found through the internet. Another man drove from North Georgia with a bag containing a teddy bear, a love note, and condoms, snorting methamphetamine on the way. And I don't think there's any worse drug than meth, from what I've seen. It only takes one time with that drug for most people. And you are absolutely, hopelessly addicted, demon-possessed to the toenails, and... um, you know, it, it's a whole other ball game, when you, particularly when you combine this with drugs. It goes on to say, he expected a 13-year-old girl, but instead he found Heather Lackey, a corporal in the Peach Tree City Police Department. During the 1996 Olympics in Atlanta, one man kept boys and hosted sex parties nightly. Just last week, a congressional committee heard of a gut-wrenching testimony of a 19-year-old telling how he began operating his own commercial website where men could view sexually explicit photos he took of himself. Justin Berry's nightmarish stories is that of a 13-year-old boy in a broken home allowed unsupervised access to a webcam and an internet. A lonely boy looking for friends and love in all the wrong places immediately found adult males who seduced him with attention, gifts, and money. Personal meetings led to his sexual abuse, which led him to sexually exploiting other boys by encouraging them to join the sordid business. The National Center for Missing and Exploited Children last week reported, indicated that um, they have received 2,589 complaints of unsolicited obscene material sent to a child. Uh, Worse yet, there are 15,995 complaints of online enticement of children for sexual acts in the last six years. Now that's, again, that's the tip of the iceberg. Here are just two more recent media reports. Lawmakers from both parties continued on Thursday to question the commitment of the Justice Department. Remember, they're questioning the commitment of the Justice Department and the Federal Bureau of Investigation to halting online exploitation of children. William W. Mercer, U.S. Attorney for Montana, testified that the caseload of child exploitation has increased 445% in the last four years. Evil men and seducers are waxing worse and worse. This evil committed opens doors in the spirit world. Truly it does. The more evil that's committed over a land, and the more innocent blood that's shed through abortions and child sacrifice and and through sodomy and, and these types of things, it defiles the land. And I did a whole teaching on this, the doctrine of blood guiltiness. That's particularly child sacrifice, abortion. We're talking about that. But that holds true with this. Again, in the Bible, the two things that I have seen always precipitates God's greatest judgment are homosexuality, which always leads to pedophilia, because it's never enough. It is a proven fact that um, of the homosexuals that are out there, particularly the men, supposedly, you know, there's only 2-3% to of populations homosexual. Why is it then 
that 30, at least 30% of all pedophiles are homosexuals. It's disproportionate because they're already demon-possessed. That's why. And this is just the next logical progression where Satan will take them. That, that estimate may be very low. It's no wonder. Okay? It's very disproportionate. Going further, uh, let's see here. So, this, this, um, the caseload of child exploitation has increased 445% in the last four years. Adding that federal prosecutions of child pornography and abuse cases increased to more than 1,500 cases last year from 344. And there's so many that they're not even catching, and there's so many that are being suppressed as well. The Department of Homeland Security's deputy press secretary appeared in Maryland State Court and refused extradition to Florida, where he faces... Now, this is the Department of Homeland Security's deputy press secretary. He appeared in Maryland State Court and refused extradition to Florida, where he faces charges of using the Internet to seduce a detective he thought was a 14-year-old girl. Over time, the authorities said Mr. Doyle sent the detective hardcore pornographic movie clips and used the chat room service of AOL and his telephones to have explicit sexual conversations. The sheriff's officers said some of the exchanges are too extraordinary and graphic for public release. Now, again, that's the, that's the Department of Homeland Security's Deputy Press Secretary. Why, why wasn't this all over the front page news? I mean, I see things on the news that are so inconsequential. It's just filler. It's all it is. And I'm not saying at this point I even hardly watch the news. You know, because I, I just don't recommend you spending, <laughs> particularly now with Digital Angel <laughs> and the Sound of Silence technology that they've got in the uh, digital conversion. <coughs> got to be very careful. It, you, you don't even know how that could be affecting you mentally at this point. And we've done a whole study on that. You can, you can access um, Digital Angel or Sound of Silence. Just key that in on the keyword search box on my homepage. Uh, so, then it goes on to say, Men and boys, be, beware before you click the mouse one more time and take a step closer to becoming one of the bad guys. Uh, there's another article. I'm going to post all this on the internet. Right now, it's a 33-page PDF file. Already. What we're going to be going over here. Uh, there's an article you can also click on. The child pornography is the, among the fastest-growing internet businesses. It's It's exploding. Well, it's the depths of Satan. So you would expect to see the depths of Satan exploding in the end times. You know? Um, the Bible talks about in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, where it says, He who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way, and then that wicked one will be revealed. This restraining force that's keeping the Antichrist from being revealed, I believe, is also it's a holy force, is also restraining a lot of the wickedness. But... As wickedness is committed, as this type of stuff happens, as more and more innocent blood cries out from the land, as more and more abortions take place, as the gays do what they're doing and defile the land and commit more sodomy, you're opening demonic doorways. And that's a big reason why we're seeing, and that's just a couple things I mentioned. It's a big reason why we're seeing it get so wicked and why people are so, why their consciences are so seared. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, and having their conscience seared with a hot iron. 1 Timothy 
That's what we're seeing across the board. People's consciences are sealed with a hot iron. They're apathetic. They just don't care. Oh, I don't care. It's not my problem. They, all they care about is themselves or their own little situation. It, they, don't, they don't care. Most people don't. Now, and that's why one of the big reasons why and, and the church has been gelded, essentially, through the 501c3 corporate status, through all the licensing, and, and we've gotten into that in several other teachings, reading the wrong Bibles, bringing all kind of worldly programs into the church. You know, for the most part, not every church, I'm saying, okay, but for the most part, that's what we're seeing worldwide. The church isn't being salt and light anymore. For the most part, they're just going along with the flow. Uh, I had a lady, I've had several requests now to do a teaching on this Twilight series. I don't know if you've seen this, this Twilight series. I went into um, one of these bookstores, Books a Million or something, the other day, and I could not believe, it was like front and center, they've got all these vampire books, right at the very front of the bookstore. And it's this Twilight series, and it's this series that romanticizes these vampires and portrays them, I think, as, as good in... in and there's and the one lady she emailed me last night a Christian sister and she said that the church that we were going to we saw people in this Walmart and they were actually buying this Twilight series and this church that they that the Holy Spirit had called them out of they had such low discernment that they're they're actually buying these Twilight books and bringing them into their house which is like bringing a cursed object into your house be like going out and buying the the you know the Satanic Bible and bringing it in your house don't think it's not going to affect you and uh, they're buying this stuff and they're glorying in their shame. As the Bible talks about it, 1 Corinthians uh, 5 1. They, they, they ought to be weeping and mourning. But no, 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 they're they're glorying in their shame. They got the, these, this email I sent out this week on these things called fire tunnels now. They're doing in the charismatic churches, where they've got all these group of apostate charismatics. And I know I've been there, I can say it, because I was there at one time long time ago. And uh, they they line all these apostate people up and they stand like in a line facing one another and then one person, I guess at the end of the line, comes down and everybody lays hands on them. And they're all laughing hysterically and going nuts and, and you know, tongue, tongue talking, hysterical laughing, acting like total lunatics. The Bible says to lay hands suddenly on no man and neither be partakers of their sins. Keep thyself pure. But that doesn't matter because anything goes in the modern day apostate church pretty much. They're laughing and uh, they were interviewing some people and, and it's just unbelievable what's going on. They should be mourning. They should be weeping and mourning. The Bible says that there's wisdom in the house of mourning. In Ecclesiastes, it says, "But the heart of fools is in the heart of myrrh." What what do we have in America to be to be uh, laughing and so so wonderfully uh, flippant about? We we don't have that right. I understand the joy of the Lord is your strength, but it is so apostate within the churches. Again, they're glorying in their shame. It's just unbelievable what they do. They should be weeping and mourning. This study is, to me, a mourning type of study. It, it's, it's, it's horrific. 
But there's wisdom in the house of mourning. This next part is talking about, and I give you the link, it's called the Kinsey Syndrome. Uh, and it's uncovering the truth behind the father of sexual revolution. Really sexual perversion. This Kinsey guy. And I, I've watched the, the videos on this. And this is where a lot of this really got off as far as being protected in the law system of America by this devil. I can't even imagine the, the, the flames of hell for these people. I, I can't even imagine. It says, Why are America's children disappearing? Why must parents live in fear that their children will be molested, abducted, or worse? Now, let me explain something here about this children disappearing. For instance, the other day, or, or two months ago, two or three months ago, there was this little kid in my area in Lehigh. He was a little Haitian boy, and he got abducted. Okay, Gigantic news thing all over the news. It even went national. Aji Dajir, I believe his name was. He was a little Haitian kid, little, real cute little guy. Um, but he had a mental problem. I don't think he was, I don't know if he had a low IQ or something, I don't know. But um, he got abducted, and, you know, first thing I thought of is some, some pedophile snatched him. We're never going to hear from him again, I mean, unless the Lord intervenes. And sure enough, he's never been found. But it went national. Now, people look at that and they say, oh, look, there's one kid, they made such a big deal about this. There's, there's not kids getting abducted because they do that for all of them. No, that's not the case at all. There are literally thousands of kids being abducted every day. But see, they're on the fringes of society when nobody cares. Homeless, um, broken homes, runaways. Tell you what, I saw this really, really disturbing, sobering report the other day. And it was one report after another report after another report from mainstream media sources where it was talking about the homeless people, particularly in California, now they've got this mass exodus of homeless people because the, a lot of these people don't have houses anymore. They've all, they're all disappearing. Sometimes overnight. Thousands. Adults, children, everything. And they couldn't figure it out. Now, these were mainstream reports. I need to, I need to, I probably need to include that with this study. These were mainstream reports. They don't understand where all these people are going. These tent cities? Really, really weird stuff from the secular media. Now, granted, it's going to be a blip in the regional secular media. It's not going to make it national or international. What's going on here? Well, I've said before, the Georgia Guidestones, which is the Ten Commandments of the New Age, require over a nine-tenths reduction in current world population to 500 million in order for the world, for Mother Gaia, to be sustainable, which are all New World Order buzzwords. They've got to reduce the population. Who knows what's happening to these people? I'm not going to say anything more than that on that right now, but <laughs> it has it has a lot to do with this. But again, you're not seeing anything about it in the news because now once you be, you get into the homeless sect of society and you you become disposable, you actually can be, become a much bigger target because you're disposable. 
It's not like you're at a street address anymore and you wound up disappearing and, you know, the neighbors check on you and they're like, well, where's John and Debbie? Well, they're not there anymore. They're not there anymore. They're gone. Um, these are people that are, that are out of that situation. Fringes of society. I'm telling you, that's where a lot of this is going on. And the fringes of society, there's a, there's a, there's a, particularly in America, and I know a lot of other places too, but now because of the economic collapse that's taking place and the foreclosures that are taking place, there's a lot of people now that are out on the streets that, um, weren't there a year or two ago. So, parents live in a state of continual fear. No longer do mothers worry about little Johnny coming home late for dinner. They must wonder if he will come home at all. But how did our country reach this point? The doc, this documentary, this Kinsey Reports that we're talking about, it's a DVD you can order. I don't know if it's up online yet or not. I, I don't know. But the Kinsey Reports have been used to change the laws. Well, actually, okay. The actual name of this is the Kinsey Syndrome. Okay, and it's available on survivalmall.com. I'll have a link to this in the PDF that's with this teaching. And I usually try to attach a PDF with every teaching that I do so that you can see the documentation. I'm not making this stuff up. The documentary shows these Kinsey reports, and they have been used to change the laws concerning sex crimes in America, resulting in minimal sentences so often given to rapists and pedophiles. Further explained is the fact that the Kinsey data laid the foundation for sex education, training teachers, psychologists, and even Catholic priests in human sexuality. What has been the consequence, and what was Kinsey's research really based on? Working secretly in his attic, Dr. Kinsey was America's was one of America's original pornographers. His influence inspired Hugh Hefner to launch Playboy, the soft core approach to porn, which at the time would escalate into the widespread use of pornography through magazines, cable TV, and the internet. The 2006 child molestation and sexual abuse attorneys reported that the number of victims of childhood sexual abuse and molestation grows each year. This horrific crime is directly tied to the growth of pornography on the internet. Perhaps most disturbing, Alfred Kinsey has been accused of training pedophiles to work with stopwatches and record the responses of the children being raped. All in the name of science. Now, you can go up on YouTube and watch a lot of these documentaries on this guy. They did this. And there was a whole network of men that sexually abused their own children and reported their results back to Kinsey all in the name of science. So evidently, maybe it placated their... And they got paid for doing it. There were payoffs, too. Among his workers was a Nazi pedophile whose relationship to Kinsey was exposed in the German court. The information from these crimes was recorded in the Table of 34... In Table 34 of Kinsey's Sexual Behavior in the Human Male. I mean, he published these things. How can lawmakers use such a document to define the moral parameters of our society? This is what happens when you get away from the Bible. Why has the truth about Kinsey been suppressed for so long, and what can Americans do to make a difference? Okay, so that's the end of that. I'm going to go now further into this. Into even more horrific stuff. I hate to do this, but... 
this motivates people to pray about this, then I've accomplished my mission. Pray about this to the Lord. Righteous, indignant prayer. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. On your knees, crying out to God. I mean, uh, I, I literally, I'm, I've got a stomach ache doing this. It's like, if you ever feel a lot of times when the Holy Spirit will be, uh, I don't know, convicted, convict you about something, you, you feel that way. Uh, this article is an expose, a very complete expose, called Pedophoocracy, Pedophoocracy. And uh, it's by David McGowan. This is from 2001, but it's just as applicable today. Uh, from our comfortable seat in life, this is a quote from the front. This is from the front page editorial in Italy's Corellia della Sera. I'm sure I'm butchering that. I'm sorry. It's reprinted in the Irish Times, September 29, 2000. It says, "From our comfortable seat in life." We never could have imagined that thousands of well-off adults, integrated and even cultured, find pleasure in seeing children tortured and killed. Another article, a quote from The Independent, February 21, 2001. British detectives are trying to close a website showing pictures of a man eating a dismembered baby. The website, based in California, has been linked with the ritual abuse of children. A second website showing similar scenes of sadistic and ritual abuse has been successfully shut down. Now again, if you're never told these things, how would you even know to pray about it? It's a big reason I did that study on Psalm 64 about imprecatory prayers regarding the wicked. And we're talking about the most wicked, unrepentant sect of society living, I believe, is this. It doesn't get much worse than this. Even a consenting homosexual, if he if he's with another man, at least they're consenting. These are children that are being forced into this. This is a quote from Ralph Underwager, who is an expert witness for the pedophile defense in scores of child abuse cases and former vocal member of the false... Memory Syndrome Foundation, in an interview that he did with Paydica, which is a pro-pedophile publication from June of 1991. How could these these organizations be allowed to exist, is what I can't understand. You ever heard of NAMBLA? You know what that stands for? The North American Man-Boy Love Association. How could these disgusting despicable organizations be allowed to exist by any governmental institution. Well, we have to be politically correct, you know. Although, of course, the Bible is technically defined as hate speech right now. How dare we condemn those, those sodomites and the pedophiles? They have just as much right to their wicked, depraved desires as, as anyone else has to their particular needs, Right? That's the way the, the world is. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put sweet for bitter and bitter for sweet, and darkness for light and light for darkness. That's what we're doing here. 
This, this expert witness, Ralph Underweger, says pedophiles can boldly and courageously affirm what they choose. Of course, the, the, the children that they're, they're, they're abusing, they can't, they don't have the same rights. But pedophiles, in other words, have all the rights. He goes on to say, I am also a theologian. Oh, I like to know what Bible you're reading. And as a theologian, I believe it is God's will that there be closeness and intimacy, unity of flesh between people. In other words, between men and little children. Pedophiles can make the assertion that the pursuit of intimacy and love is what they choose. You lying devil from the pit of hell. The Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you in your lying devil tongue. The Bible says in Psalm 64, But God shall shoot at them with an arrow. Suddenly shall they be wounded, so they shall make their own tongues to fall upon themselves. All that see them shall flee away, and all men shall fear and shall declare the work of God, for they shall wisely consider of his doing. The righteous shall be glad in the Lord and shall trust in him, and all the upright in heart shall glory. That is what I pray for them. Be ye angry and sid not. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Are we supposed to just sit back and, and when we read these things just let it not affect us and go on? This should make you mad. Righteous indignant. God gets angry over this. The Bible says God's angry over, over you know this sinful world every day. Righteous indignation is an attribute of God. <clears throat> he goes on to say, pedophiles can make the assertion that the pursuit of in intimacy and love is what they choose. With boldness they can say, I believe this is in fact part of God's will. End of quote. Yeah, you're God, Satan. You are of your father, the devil, and of his works you will do. We're supposed to rise up and defend the fatherless and defend those that cannot defend themselves. That is an attribute. The Bible talks about true religion as this, caring for the widows and the orphans and the innocent and the meek and the weak and those that can't defend themselves, those that, that have, those whose voices cannot be heard. This is so sad. This is, this is probably the saddest study I've ever done in my life. This is so sick. I don't understand how somebody could be so depraved to do these things. The Bible explains it. I'm going to go over some of these verses. I, but it, it's, it's incomprehensible. Even to most, I'm sure this would be incomprehensible to even most unsaved people. This goes on to say, to the vast majority of Americans, the name Marc Dutroux does not mean much. Drop that name in Belgium, though, and you are likely, likely to elicit some very visceral reactions. Dutroux, convicted along with his wife in, the 1989, in 1989 for the rape and violent abuse of five young girls, the youngest of whom was just 11, 
now stands accused of being a key player in an international international child prostitution and pornography ring whose practices include kidnapping, rape, sadistic torture, and murder. Dutroux was sentenced in 1989 to 13 years for his crimes, but was freed after having served just three. Three years. Now, what did he do? Rape and violent abuse of five young girls, youngest of whom was just 11. He's a key player in international child prostitution and a pornography ring, which includes kidnapping, rape, sadistic torture, and murder. But he was only, he was sentenced to 13 years for his crime, but he was freed after having just served three. You rob a convenience store at gunpoint and don't have any bullets in the gun. And you could, who knows how much time you could do for something like that. 40 years? But this guy served three. You talk about no justice. You know, the, God is very clear when there's no justice and there's no judgment in the land. Things just fall apart. You can look at that all throughout, particularly the Old Testament. We're supposed to have judgment. Not, not hypocritical judgment, like when I have a beam of my own eye and you're judging the speck in your brothers. Not that kind. That's when you judge not lest ye be judged. But the Bible says in the New Testament, he who is spiritual judgeth all things. Jesus Christ himself said judge righteous judgment. But we don't have that in the land. So he just served three. This was in spite of the fact that as a as prison governor, Yvonne Stewart said would later tell a parliamentary commission. He said, quote, a medical report described him as a perverse psychopath, an explosive mix. He was an evident danger to society, but he served three years. The man who turned Dutroux loose on society, Justice Minister Melchor Walthorlet, was rewarded with a prestigious appointment to serve as a judge at the European Court of the Justice at The Hague. He was rewarded. Why? Because this is a high-level cover-up at the highest levels. The most depraved, wicked people on the planet are in charge. Are, uh, Satan has let be... Now, granted, the Lord Jesus Christ is on the throne. Okay? I'm not discounting that whatsoever. But unfortunately, the people that serve Satan are at the highest levels and they're the ones that participate in this routinely. These types of people like Dutro are protected as a result of that. Three years? And this guy gets rewarded, this judge that let him off, gets rewarded with a prestigious appointment to the European court? Yeah, evidently membership has its privileges. Shortly after the Dutro case, young girls began to disappear in the vicinity, no, shortly after Dutro's release from his three-year sentence. Imagine this, more young girls begin to disappear in the vicinity of some of his homes he owns. Though technically unemployed and drawing welfare from the state, Dutro, he nevertheless owned at least six houses and lived quite lavishly. This guy, this devil who's doing all this, killing girls, we're going to see that, 
torturing them sadistically. He's got six houses and he's living off welfare, but yet he's living lavishly. His rather lucrative income appears to have been derived from trading in child sex slaves, child prostitution, and child pornography. But see, this isn't something you're going to report on your taxes. It's all underground money. So, technically on paper, it looks like you know he's, he's got the audacity to draw welfare. Many of his houses appeared to stand vacant, though at least some of them were in fact used as torture and imprisonment centers where kidnapped girls were taken and held in underground dungeons. Some of Dutroux's homes were used in this way for several years following his early release. <clears throat> With a growing body of evidence to indicate that fact to the police, authorities nevertheless failed to act on the information or acted on it in ways that implied either complete incompetence, according to most press reports, or police complicity in the operation, meaning they were the police were in league with this devil. Police complicity, according to any sort of logic. Okay, so let me say something here now, um, because we're going to be getting into this more and more. So, these authorities failed to act on this information, or they acted in ways that either implied complete incompetence or complicity. Some people will be saying, what do you mean? Why would the cops do this? Because they're one of them. Now, this is very much linked in, like we said today, with the depths of Satan. So would it surprise you to know that most likely, most of these people at these levels, these levels of depravity, are involved in the occult? Usually at very extremely high levels. Remember what I said about Satan will always require more depravity, more depravity from you at the higher levels in order to advance? Well, this fits perfectly with that, doesn't it? It is a proven fact that people that are involved in high-level occult positions will seek positions of authority to protect other people with their same, maybe in their same occult religion, with their same perversion bent, to protect people in higher places, people like high-level politicians, bankers, lawyers, doctors, policemen, people that work with children, teachers, there's a whole network of these people underground and they don't have, you know, the, um, they don't have a satanic bumper sticker. They don't have like a bumper sticker that has like an upside down pentagram that says blessed be on the back of their car. Now, if you ever see that, you know, it's a witch because that's how a lot of witches end their conversations or when they part from when they say blessed be. That's one of their sayings or as above, so below. That's another one of their sayings. There's, these are not people that, that you would ever even suspect. Could be your doctor. Could be your teacher. Could be, you know, people that you would never suspect in a million years. But that's exactly what they want. They Remember, Satan always seeks to operate in the shadows and in darkness. He does not like to be exposed. When you turn on the lights, the cockroaches flee. Cockroaches don't like lights. Okay, so again, it, it's, it's a proven fact. Satanists try to occupy positions of authority, military, very common as well. And we're going to see that over and over and over again. And when you look at all the protection these people receive and the light sentences that they ultimately end up getting, you can come to no other conclusion than that. 
Officials seem to have routinely ignored tips that later proved accurate, including a report from Dutro's own mother, Dutro's own mother, that her son was holding girls prisoner in one of his houses. In addition, key facts were withheld from investigators working on the disappearances, and the lines of communication were unaccountably broken. See, there, it, it's they're all in it. Not saying every single cop out there, but I'm saying there's enough. There's enough. And, and the people that are above the policemen make sure these are the same cops that get assigned to these cases so that they can ho- supposedly have all this miscommunication and broken uh, communication lines and incompetence going on. They're put there for that reason. Why? Well, Dutroux, in this particular case, and this would be the same case, has a lot of high-level people high-level clients that he is supplying. For them, Dutroux is doing them a very valuable, sick and disgusting as it is, service. They want to protect Dutroux because not only does Dutroux know all their secrets and he has a client list, but he is one of their main suppliers of, you know, children. So, um, these officials routinely ignore tips that could have later proved accurate. Dutro's own mother gave him this tip. They ignore it. So, in addition, key facts were withheld from investigators working on the disappearances and lines of communication were unaccountably broken, inexcusably hindering the investigation. Police did search one of Dutro's homes on no less than three separate occasions. Over the course of the investigation... On at least two of those occasions, two of the missing girls were being held in heinous conditions, imprisoned in a custom-built dungeon in the basement. Nevertheless, according to the Guardian, the police searches came up empty. Even though the investigating officers reported hearing children's voices on one occasion. Oh yeah, here's some children's voice, but I don't know, we can't find anything. These guys are... You know, really great cops. You know, they're they're really doing their job good. So it wasn't until August 13, 1996, four years after the disappearance began, that authorities arrested Dutroux. So he had, he had done his little three-year prison stint for all these horrific things, and then gets out. All these girls start disappearing again. The guys live living lavishly in six houses, has dungeons in the basement. They allow that to go on four years after these disappearances began. He finally gets arrested again, along with his wife, who is an elementary school teacher, which is a perfect cover. Very common, as you're going to see. Um, his wife was, along with his wife, and who, what they call a lodger, and a policeman. They were all arrested, and a man in The Guardian described as an associate with political connections. He was arrested who was identified as Jean Michael Nahul, a Brussels businessman and nightclub owner. One of those taken into custody, Michael Levere, was described in May of 2002 BBC report as a drug-addicted and petty thief, a drug addict and petty thief, reportedly told his interrogators that at least some of the girls abducted by the ring were kidnapped to order. But for someone else. So they abduct these girls like a, like a made-to-order. Well, these were kidnapped to order. The, this sick pervert pedophile that has all this money 
says, yeah, I want a girl that looks like this and in this age range. So they go out and they stalk these girls and they kidnap them. This was just one of the many statements by suspects and witnesses that would later be dismissed by Belgian officials. They were all dismissed, though. <clears throat> you know, why? Well, because they wouldn't want the persons who ordered these little girls to be exposed. Because they're the ones in high-level uh, positions. Two days after the arrest, police began again searched Dutro's home and discovered the soundproof and dungeon torture center. As CNN reported, three years earlier, police ignored tips from an informant who said Dutro was building secret cellars to hold girls before selling them abroad. In addition, in 1995, the same informant had told Dutro, told police that Dutro had offered an unidentified third man the equivalent of three to five thousand dollars to kidnap girls. Incredibly, it was later reported by the Guardian that police actually had in their possession a videotape of the dungeon being constructed. <clears throat> Belgian police could have saved the lives of two, two children who were allegedly murdered by the pedophile Dutro if they had watched a video seized from his home which showed him building their hidden cell. But, you know, hey, they, they ignored all that. The tape had been seized in one of the earlier searches. At the time of the final search, two 14-year-old girls were found in prison in the dungeon, chained and starving. They described to police how they had been used as a child prostitutes in the production of child pornography videos. More than 300 such videos were taken into custody by the police. On August 17, 1996, the story got grimmer as the police dug up bodies of two 8-year-old girls at Dutro's homes. It would later be learned that the girls had been kept in one of Dutro's dungeons for nine months after their abductions, during which time they were reportedly tortured and sexually assaulted, all captured on videotape. The girls were left to slowly then starve to death. If this isn't the most sick, disgusting bunch of garbage, and yet they, police just turn a blind eye for the most part and let them get away with this stuff. Along... Alongside of their decap decimated corpses was the body of Bernard Weinstein, who was a former accomplice of Dutro, who had accompanied, who had occupied one of the houses for several years. Weinstein had been buried alive. I'm telling you, there's nothing, there is no holes bar with these with these types of people. There is nothing that they would not do, nothing too depraved. A few weeks later, two more girls were found buried under concrete at yet another one of Dutro's properties. By that time, ten people connected to the case were reportedly in custody. As the body count mounted, the outrage of the Belgian people grew. They demanded to know why this man, dubbed the Belgian Beast, had been released after, after having served such an absurdly short sentence. This man should have never saw the light. He should have been executed. He forfeited his right to live as far as I'm concerned. Somebody like this will never, ever, ever change. I'm sorry, I just don't see a big laundry list of child pedophiles and pornographers out there that have been born again. I believe there comes a, a time when you cross a line with God and there's no going back. When you're, when you're, the Bible talks about in Romans 1 where God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient when it's talking about 
the sodomites. Well, once you're given over to a reprobate mind, once your conscience has been seared with a hot iron, I'm not saying by the power of Jesus Christ, He doesn't have the ability to save you. I'm not saying that's not possible, but I would say of all sects of society, the least amount of people that would ever have any hope of being saved because of having a reprobate mind, because of having their conscience seared with a hot iron, I would say this would be the, 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 the part of society that would be the case. These are wicked, wicked, unbelievably depraved, demon-possessed, unrepentant, no fear of God, animals. I mean, now, animals not doing them justice. Most animals aren't evil, <laughs> you know. Devils, walking devils in the flesh. So, um, they, uh, they, they sure, they served this, he served this absurdly short sentence. These people demanded to know why his evidence had continued to mount, girls had continued to disappear, the police had chosen to do nothing. How many girls, they wanted to know, had been killed due to, due to this inaction? Adding fuel to the fire, as the Los Angeles Times report revealed, were claims by a highly re regarded child activist, Marie France Botte, that the Justice Ministry is sitting on a politically sensitive list of customers of pedophile videotapes. That's the real reason that this stuff is all suppressed. The politically sensitive list of customers pedophile videotapes. We wouldn't want them to be exposed now, would we? The same report noted the affair has become further clouded by the discovery of a motorcycle that reportedly matches the description of one used in the 1991 assassination of prominent Belgian businessman and politician André Coules. Michel Vorlet, the head prosecutor on the pedophile case, meanwhile has publicly declared that the investigation can be thoroughly pursued only without political interference. And again, I would say, which most likely will never happen. And he's right. It, it, you can't have an investigation if you have all this high-level political interference. It starts from the top, and it goes down. Borlay then, get this, so this Michael Borlay said that. Then several years ago, Borlay was removed from the highly charged Cools case, which remained unsolved. Can't have the pro you can't have a prosecutor that's going to get the job done, is what they're saying. The people that actually really want to pursue this, the, 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 the good law enforcement officers, they get removed from the cases. Or they get vilified. I'm going to go ahead and stop there because we're at the end of this part. We're going to go to part two next.